Thanks for tuning in to today's topics where we look at current events from a Christian perspective. Hey guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. We've had a lot of technical problems, so on the podcast, it's not going to sound quite as good. I apologize for that. Uh, but what a busy two weeks it has been since our last episode, to say the least. Uh, just to warn you on the podcast, I will run out of time. So uh, if you want to hear the whole thing, then you'll have to go check out the YouTube video. But a lot of things have been intentionally forgotten, I believe, because of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, and remember, I just deal with facts on here, I, I, not conspiracy theories and all that stuff, okay? But it seems mighty convenient that now all of a sudden the COVID mandates and restrictions are over, right? It's all done. The NFL announced Thursday that all work reporter Tom Pelissero reported the Players Association and the owners have agreed to end all COVID directives immediately. What about all the fines? What about the people that were just going through torture in the league because they wouldn't take the shot because they wouldn't do what they said? All that's just gone. It's just forgotten, right? Uh, no more testing, no more masks, and it's happening all over the country, everywhere. But what about the people that were fired? Remember all the people at the hospitals, all the people that were fired because of this foolishness? And I couldn't help when I heard this, I could not help but think about poor old Dr. Fauci. Uh, you know, what's what's he going to do now? I mean, <laughs> this guy craves the spotlight like nobody I've ever seen. He needs the attention. He just feeds off of it. So I'm thinking that he's probably now going to need some antidepressants. I'm actually worried about old Fauci. I'll tell you the truth. This is bad for him. Uh, and don't forget about the news that broke everywhere just before this Russian thing blew up, okay? The evidence and testimony that proved Hillary Clinton paid people to hack into Trump's computers. Don't forget about that. Remember, that was all front page. They hacked into everything. She planted spies in his campaign, totally made up the entire Russian collusion hoax that hounded this man for four years. Let's don't forget that. He and his family had to endure lies, false allegations, and impeachment trial totally hindered his entire presidency, and it was all a complete made-up lie by Hillary Clinton. And the evidence proves it. You can look all that up. Isn't it convenient that all that just seems to have just went away? It's just gone, right? You know, I told y'all nothing was going to happen to this woman. Her and her entire rotten, corrupt Clinton Foundation seems to be untouchable. She's proven over and over that she can do whatever she wants to. I got some inserts here, so bear with me. Uh, we're on A. But as expected, the last thing I saw, all the media outlets are proclaiming that the earlier story about Hillary Clinton having people breaking into and planting evidence on the Trump campaign is false. It never happened. That's what the media is telling us now. When we have evidence, we have documented testimony from the people that were researching this that prove that she did it. But the media, they're all in lockstep, right? No, nothing to see here. Move on. Nothing to see. But that's what it is. Uh, the AP reports 
The federal government opposes the release of voting machine report. Remember all that was going on too? They were still going back to the uh, 2020 election. That hadn't left all the, all the investigations. But a guy named J. Alex Halderman, he's the author of the report that was sent to the federal uh, office, finds that over his 12-week analysis that the Dominion voting machines were found, quote, to have multiple severe security flaws. That's what the independent researcher found, okay? He says that they would allow bad actors to install malicious software easily, end quote. Now, these voting machines that were used in several states have been identified as having security vulnerabilities, right? All this was going on. Now, this is all in response to the lawsuits that were filed by election security advocates and individual voters. And for months and months now, they've called for the release of the report that can be shared with state and federal election officials. That's this guy's report, okay? Everybody's been calling for it. Release the report. Tell us what really happened. The Federal Cyber Security Agency, known as CISA, C-I-S-A, they're fighting to keep the report from being released. Really? <laughs> they said, until we complete our coordinated vulnerability disclosure, premature disclosure of Dr. Halderman's report could assist malicious actors and undermine election security. Are you kidding me? That is what the report shows, is that it already happened. That's what it, that's what it shows, malicious actors. The malicious actors have already undermined our election security. And that's why they don't want it released. They don't want this report released. A blind man can see all of this. Release the report and do away with the Dominion voting machines. That's what I say. Just do away with them. You know, this report may never get released because they know what it's going to show. So it's just going to get covered up like everything else. That's just the truth of it. Now, you've probably seen and heard so much about the Russian invasion of Ukraine that I don't need to dwell on it too much, right? That's all we've seen for the last week on the news. But I do want to give you some things to think about, okay? First thing is, I continue to stand by my previous statements I've made on here that this is the most inept, sorry excuse for an attack plan that I have ever heard of. Give your enemy months and months to prepare, then go in half-heartedly. Have you seen some of the equipment that they're showing on video that Putin's supposedly moving in? It's from the 70s and 80s. Some of this old, what do you think he's doing? Does nobody realize this? What's really going on? Uh, <laughs> it just makes no military sense. None of it. And for Putin to have, think about this, guys, even if you're not former military, just common sense. For Putin to have a 40-mile convoy of these vehicles, they're not, all they are is armored personnel carriers from the 70s and 80s. They're not this fancy high-tech stuff that's stuck on the road. No, it's not. Why do you think they only show you the video from a mile back, right? They don't want you to see that. They don't want you to see the tag on the front that, that, that says peace in Woodstock, right? That's what it says on these old trucks. But you got a 40-mile convoy that's lined up just sitting there for days and days, okay? And I've heard all the foolishness. I know you have too. Well, the convoy ran out of gas, and they're not properly prepared, and they have flat tires, and they can't get real, <laughs> can't get really resupplied. I'm not buying it one bit, not one bit. 
they spent months sitting there on the border. They're supplied people. That is a complete media lie. They have spare tires and gas, I assure you. Russia and Putin have fought many wars. He's not a 12-year-old that's just lost and doesn't know what to do. Let's use common sense here. This can only be one of two things. Now, y'all stay with me. I've talked to a lot of people, got a lot of different opinions, and I think this is only one of two options of what's really going on here, okay? One is what I, I'm kind of leaning toward this one, but he's trying to bait NATO into joining the fight. That's what I think he's doing. Uh, that lined up convoy is a sitting duck for a couple of A-10 Thunderbolts. I don't know if you know anything about the A-10 Warthog, but it's made for stuff like this. And it wouldn't take but a couple of them a day, and they're done. The whole convoy's gone. Uh, now, the problem is Ukraine doesn't have any A-10 Thunderbolts, but all the countries surrounding Ukraine do. All the NATO countries do because we put them there. So that aircraft is there, and Putin knows that. They're not even camouflaged. They're just out and open, to just a snake-long convoy of these vehicles just sitting there. I believe he's trying to bait NATO into coming over there and doing something. Then he'll have the excuse that he needs, right? If he can get NATO involved, that was his entire argument, is that NATO's trying to take over Ukraine, and they're going to be right on our border, and they're Nazi fascists, is what he keeps saying. So if he can get somebody to come over there and join this, then the NATO alliance will have attacked him and he will have been proven right to his people and then he can open up full-scale war. That's what I think he wants to do. But you have to remember now, let's just use common sense. What we know of, we know that Russia has over 4,400 nuclear warheads. That's just what we know of. Now, would he use one? Who knows what an atheist communist dictator will do? I don't know. I would hope not. But you have to think about that. The other option of what could really be going on here, you guys may not believe it. You may not want to stay with me on this one, but just, just humor me for a minute. Uh, maybe Putin is just a pawn in the hands of the World Economic Forum. Uh, and this is a plan to totally destabilize the fossil fuel markets. Have you thought about that? This is going to make the world much more reliant on green energy. They, they, they could be thinking this way. Think about it. Over 70% of all the gas and oil that Europe uses comes from Russia. Now they're supposedly taking this stand against the dictator and they're stopping the purchase of all Russian oil. That doesn't make sense. You have to stay warm. People will freeze to death. You know, it's still winter over there. Uh, but think about it. They're shutting down the pipeline from Russia. Biden has almost completely shut down our gas and oil industry. We know that. We're totally reliant now on foreign oil. These people are trying, I believe, to make the world realize that they have to switch to wind and solar, the green energy, the green new deal, right? All the talking heads on Gas Buddy and Market Watch, I watched it today just so I would be up to date on the statistics and the what they think is going to happen, but all of them guys said that $7 a gallon for gas is a real possibility. If that happens, we're in real economic trouble, folks. Not just what it costs you to fill up your car, but think about what it costs to fill up the truck that brings your food and the train that brings supplies. You're talking about 
runaway inflation like we can't imagine. Uh, let's really, really hope that $7 a gallon doesn't happen. But this would fit right into the World Economic Forum's plan to make us not want this high-priced energy anymore, right? It kind of makes a lot of sense. I think it's possible. I don't know. But it could be part of the climate change hoax and the global warming mess that we never can get away from hearing about. That's one of two options. I, I'm kind of leaning toward Putin is baiting up NATO. I think that that's what he wants. But it could be this. This could be part of the... This could be part of trying to get us away from fossil fuels. I don't know. But the one thing I do know, um, that if you want to know what to expect, don't read the papers or watch the news at night to get your insight on things. You don't have to wonder. You can read the Bible. God has laid it out plainly for us, the events that are going to happen. This doesn't have to be a mystery. It doesn't have to worry you. What we know for a fact is that Russia, China, Iran, and Turkey have formed an alliance, just like the Bible tells us they were going to. That's already happened. They just had their maneuvers, their naval exercises out in the Indian Ocean a few weeks ago, right? Remember that? Yeah. Now, I don't believe that this current conflict necessarily has anything to do with that, but it could be laying the groundwork for it because we know it's going to happen especially if my suspicions about this collapsing the fossil fuel market is true. This is going to go a long way towards bringing the whole world under the umbrella of the Green New Deal, right? I guess time will tell. Uh, the Jerusalem Post Thursday issued a interview they had with the Russian foreign minister. His name is Sergei Lavrov. And he accused the West, which is us, and... England and Germany, you know, everybody's the West. He accused the West of hatching plans for a nuclear war. Now, that's what you do. If you want to plant subliminal messages and you want to use reverse psychology, that's what you do is you accuse the other side of doing something like that. So for him to start talking about this makes you a little nervous. He accused the entire United States of having Russophobia, is what he called it. And I kind of agree. You know, everything is... You know, Russia, Russia, Russia. I think of Marsha, Marsha, Marsha when I say that. But what he said was the demilitarization of Ukraine will be completed, even if we sign some type of peace agreement. Putting that in common English, what he said was that they will continue this operation until they decide that they're through. Nobody's going to bully them into stopping. They will take over Ukraine. And that's the whole thing that any... Any common sense person that knows anything about what's going on realizes that Putin could have stopped this in two days. He could have taken, he's got 10 to 15 times the military armament that Ukraine does. Nobody's coming to their aid. He's got the best, newest stuff that you can create, and he's not using it right now. Uh, makes you wonder why. Why is he dragging this out? So we need to be real careful and not bite into the bait that he's wanting us to take. Because that's what he's doing right now. But as the Ukrainians fight for the, you know, fight for their lives and fighting for their nation's survival, basically, uh, people are marching and protesting all over the world against these overreaching governments. Uh, things are happening everywhere. But then you look back here. The Washington Free Beacon reported this week that, quote, I'm not going to believe this, guys, but it's the truth. You can look it up. <laughs> 
The U.S. military now focusing on training of how to deal with transgender soldiers. Are you blooming kidding me? That's what our military is focusing their training on with what's going on in the world. It's almost, it's almost unbelievable, isn't it? But that's, what, that's what's happening. And then Monday, I saw this, when the U.S. Senate returned from their holiday, their, their little break they had, you would think that as soon as they came back into session, the first thing on the agenda would have been the Ukrainian-Russian deal, right? It would have been sending aid, you know, let's get something passed where we can send weapons and aid to Ukraine. You would think that that would be first. But no, the first order of business when the Senate reconvened Monday, they brought up a bill called the Women's Health Protection Act. And this would make all abortions up until birth legal. That's what your Senate decided to do Monday. With the Russia and Ukraine thing, all they want to bring up another abortion bill. It's what, and what it would do basically is it would cement the Roe versus Wade decision into federal law forever. Try to get around all these states that are doing what they're doing. But people all over the world fighting for life and liberty, and our government is focusing this week on transgenders and being able to legally kill a baby. That's what the United States of America is focusing on this week. We're in serious trouble, folks. We're in serious trouble as a nation when you look at this stuff that's going on. Now you see why the Bible says very plainly in end times prophecy that when Israel comes under attack, no one will come to her aid. And we won't be able to. That's just what I believe. Um, we're going to destroy ourselves. And we're well on the way. We've turned our back on God. And I believe that he's going to remove his hand of blessing from us. The uh, Bible tells us plainly that that will happen. And as a nation, we are just quickly becoming a hollow shell of what we once were. And it's, it breaks my heart. It's sad. But it's going to happen. Florida is about to pass a ban on all abortions after 15 weeks. They're following the stringent thing like what, what Mississippi did. While Vermont is about to put into their constitution that all abortions are allowed. So you got Florida who's trying to put some limits on baby murder. And then you got Vermont and they did a survey and 70% of the population agrees with abortion on demand up until birth. We're a nation so divided that in so many issues, how in the world can one nation be that far apart on things? But that's where we're at. And it's rampant in our churches also. I mean, let me read you this. This is from WSFA News out of Montgomery, Alabama. Frazier United Methodist Church is over there. It's a big church. They voted the other day to disaffiliate from the United Methodist denomination. One of Montgomery's largest churches, I'm quoting from the news article, one of Montgomery's largest churches will now become part of the Free Methodist Church when they met at their annual conference in June. That's what they decided to do. That, the, they decided to split. I've been talking about this for a while, about how the Methodist Church as a whole is going to split, right? But the United Methodist Church, the UMC, that's like the main body, like the Southern Baptist Association, the SBC. Well, this is the UMC. They've used the excuse of COVID for the past two years to postpone their annual conference. 
because they know that when they do, the denomination is going to split right down the middle. And the split is because of the UMC's liberal move toward allowing homosexual marriage and allowing LGBTQ plus individuals to be ordained clergy, right? Now, they have this year's conference scheduled for August the 29th. And I'll be surprised if this one doesn't get postponed again because they know what's going to happen. Uh, they put it off for two years, but the Methodist Church is going to split right down the middle over this issue. I don't see any way around it. Uh, now, I don't know how many of you watched Biden's State of the Union speech the other night. I'm trying to rush through some of this so the podcast folks can hear everything. <laughs> but I watched the State of the Union the other night just for you guys. <laughs> and oh my goodness, the blind hypocrisy is unbelievable. I wonder, do the speech writers think that no one can remember anything? Do we all have amnesia like from day to day? Nobody remembers what was done yesterday? Or are, are, are we that bad of sheep that we just blindly follow and we can't think for ourselves anymore? Five things I have to comment on from this speech. I've got to do it. Number one, he said that we need to strengthen our borders. I said, what? <laughs> From the guy that did away with everything Trump tried to do on the border. Day one, week one, he came in and stopped everything on the border. They stopped building the wall. He's allowed three million people in with no ID, no court date. And they've been flying them all over the country in the dead of night. He has completely opened our borders, and now he gets on here and says, we need to strengthen our border. Number two, he said that we need to fund our police. <laughs> Do you, does nobody remember that he allowed our cities to be looted and burned and would not allow them to even be arrested? No one was arrested for this. And he was in the back pocket totally of Black Lives Matter when they were calling for the defund the police movement. He was all for it. Now he's saying that we need to fund the police. <sighs> Number three, he said that we've added more jobs than any other administration. Say it ain't so, Joe. Say you didn't say that and think that we don't understand what's going on. Because of your policies, you paid people to not work. They Everybody was getting sent home because of the mandates, all these different policies. You were giving them money to not work. And then when that money ran out and people went back to work, you claim that as a job created. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Number four. He said that we need to pass the voting rights bill. This bill, as I've described many, many times on here, is a way to legally cheat. That's all it is. The bill would allow voting with no ID at all. You don't have to provide any ID. Drop boxes everywhere. You just scratch your name on it or scratch who you want to vote for, put it in the box. With not even a signature check. That's what this voting bill that they're trying to push would require. No ID, no signature check, nothing. And that's voting rights? That's make it easy to cheat bill. That's what that is. And number five. I've rushed through some of this, so I think I'm going to get through. Thank goodness. But number five. President Biden had the unmitigated gall to say that we need to start buying American-made products. I almost had to stop watching at that point, but I didn't. For you guys, I kept watching. The same man 
that used taxpayer money to buy millions of COVID masks and tests from China. He used our tax money to buy all this stuff from China and then tells us to buy American. The same man that shut down the Keystone Pipeline and put a stop on any oil, any more oil exploration at all. You can't get the permits. You can't do any more oil exploration. And he continues to buy over 900,000 barrels of oil a day from Russia today. This same man says that we need to buy America. That's just unbelievable. I said blind hypocrisy because I couldn't think of anything stronger. It's just unbelievable that we the people don't stay informed enough. We don't stay educated enough. We don't bring these things back to the minds of people. We shouldn't let them get away with this stuff. They treat us like we don't have a brain. And we really need to call people out when they're telling us a blatant untruth. That's a nice way politicians call lying. <laughs> we need to call this out for what it is. It's just unbelievable. I'm going to leave off a couple of more topics uh, that I had. I don't think that we need to look at too much of our woke culture. I think that we get the idea, right? I'm going to read you something out of Isaiah. Isaiah 53, verse 6. Isaiah says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Isn't that the truth? And the Lord hath laid on him, talking about Jesus, the iniquity of us all. Just remember this. When the Bible calls us sheep, that's not a compliment, people. And that's what a lot of us act like. Just blind, ignorant sheep that don't have a clue. We don't know where to go, what to do. We need a shepherd. That's what we need. We need a shepherd, and that's Jesus. That's what we need. He took our sin debt upon himself so we wouldn't have to go to hell. You don't have to. All we need to do is come to Jesus in faith and repentance. That's all that, it's just that simple. It's a free gift. And uh, But thank you guys for listening. I hope you have time and make time to go to church Sunday. And by all means, y'all keep reading your Bible. Thanks.